0: The international soccer preview. We are Soccer Files Canada. Welcome to Series Twenty, the 2023 African Cup. This episode is looking at the players of Cameroon. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the international soccer preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin, and this is a continuation of Series Twenty on the 2023 African Cup, played in 2024. Uh, We have done a full and short version of the uh, groups and teams and are now looking at the players of each team, uh, this episode covering Cameroon's players. Uh, We're doing this media cast in two parts. So part one here is looking at the candidates for the squad and their likelihood of making it and um, part two will come out when the squad lists are released and the final squad is selected. Uh, We think that'll be in early January. At that time, we'll go back over the list that we compiled today and see who made it and who didn't. And we'll also cover a few other things that I will talk about at the end. We did do a media cast on the players of Cameroon going into the 2021 uh, African Cup which took place in January of 2022, but even more recently going into the World Cup in December 2022. So you can check the link in the show notes for that. Uh, Both of them provided biographies on the candidates uh, in quite a bit of detail. And since a lot of that is still relevant, we've decided not to commit ourselves to full player media casts uh, every two years for the African region. So we're gonna be treating this one as more of an update. Uh, In that series, we uh, were able to show who did and didn't make the final squad, but we could only go as far as predicting who the starters were going to be. So here, we're going to begin with the list we compiled for the 2022 World Cup, and we'll review who made the squad, uh, as well as updating it by saying who the starters were. Uh, Then we will turn our attention to... Uh, 2023, or the uh, January 2024 African Cup, and update the players based on their participation over the past two years. And We will thus emerge with a new list of players and their likelihood of making it to the uh, upcoming African Cup. Uh, Also we're going to put a few players in the spotlight, Uh, these will be players who were not covered in the media cast for the previous Cup and who have a good chance of being starters. Uh, any main player that we don't put in the spotlight here uh, were covered in the media cast for the 2022 Cup. And that will be most of the players. And the information in the previous media cast is not too outdated. So, again, we refer you to the uh, link in the show notes. And for fun, uh, we're going to finish with our early prediction of starters and we'll let you know uh, what to expect in part two. Uh, that'll be in the conclusion of the episode here. Uh, we have made a separate video on what we'll be covering over the next nine months. YouTube watchers can see the link to that uh, on the screen now, and it can also be found in the show notes for both watchers and listeners. In short, though, we have uh, just completed our series on the groups, teams, and players, or at least part one of the players Um Uh, for the 2023 Asian Cup. That's also in January 2024. And we've also completed the groups and teams for the 2023 African Cup. Um, And we are now, of course, uh, working on the players' media cast for that African Cup. Um, Finally, we've also started coverage on World Cup 2026 qualifying, and uh, you can find that at the links we are showing here and in the show notes. All right, let's begin uh, with the main part where we look at the candidates and uh, we begin with the uh, managers. Now, for most teams, we are going back to the 2021 African Cup. So we'll do that here uh, in the case of the manager. And we see that Tony Concechao was the uh, manager for the 2021 tournament. And um, but he was replaced uh, for the 2022 World Cup by Rigobert Song. Um, Rig-A-Bear song, uh, set to lead them through this tournament, but uh, we are actually going to uh consider him a likely rather than a definite candidate, and um, we'll talk about that actually in the conclusion. Um, uh, but we have uh, reason to uh be a bit suspicious. In fact, uh, we'll probably talk about that instead of doing the spotlight review. Uh, for Cameroon and maybe that's a bit of a hint as to uh, what direction we're going in there. Nevertheless, uh, Rigobert song in charge at this point and we're doing this in uh, uh, early January, or oh, sorry, early December. Uh, So about a month before the tournament. Let's move on to goalkeepers. And we're going to go back to the list that we compiled for 2022 and see what we were thinking at that time and take it from there. So we have a definite candidate, uh, or we had a definite candidate in Andre Onana and then two likely candidates. The first one, uh, Divis Ipasi and Simon Omosola. And uh, we did have a possible but unlikely candidate, But for these and for candidates who seem to be off the squad, we're not going to add them to the list unless they have reappeared in the uh, past year. Uh, So our possible but unlikely candidate has not. But uh, our player who seemed to be off the squad at the time uh, was Fabrice Andoa, Fabrice Andoa. And uh, we have his name in kind of a dark grey indicating that he's retired. Uh, from the national team, uh, but that is no longer the case. He's come out of retirement, so we'll change his name to Black because he has been through uh, tournaments. Okay, uh, so let's go back to our definite candidate, Andre Onana, and um, in the in the World Cup, there he started game one. Uh, however, he got in a dispute with the manager over strategy. Uh, specifically, he thought he should be kind of more uh, aggressive, and I think the manager wanted him to kind of stay in this box and be defensive. Anyway, he was sent home because of that disagreement. Uh, at the same time, he was kind of uh, on the on, in the middle of a move uh, between Inter Milan and Manchester United. We're not going to talk about the biographies, Uh, or the uh, clubs uh, in this update podcast much, but uh, we will try to point out any significant moves. Uh, That one more of a sideways move, I must say. Nevertheless, he seemed to patch things up with the manager because he came back uh, during 2023 and started four of their 11 games um, since the start of the 2022 World Cup. And uh, so obviously one of those was in the cup. He was also on the bench for one and not selected for seven. So uh, off the team for a little while because of that dispute with the manager, but then uh, came back, uh, came back. Uh, However, we no longer have him as a definite candidate or not for this tournament, but as a likely candidate. Uh, The two likely candidates, or the first of them in 2022, is David Ipati, and um, he was the backup keeper, so when Onana was sent home, he became the starting keeper for Games 1 and 2, and since then, he started four of their uh, 11 games. Uh, since the start of the 2022 World Cup, and he was on the bench for all seven others. So uh, whether he will be the starter or not remains to be seen, but we do have him as a definite candidate for making the squad because he's been called up for all 11 matches. And I'll just make a, a little asterisk on that 11 uh, matches. Technically, it's 11 kind of senior team games because they did uh, play some African Nations championship games but those games are just limited to players who play within Africa so uh, actually most of the cameroon players would not be eligible to play in that tournament so we haven't added them to the list here so the 11 games we're looking at are just uh, games that the all uh, players are eligible for okay so David aparty moves up to being a definite candidate uh, the other likely candidate at that time was simon omasola uh, however, uh, we were wrong. He was not selected for the cup, and um, uh, since the World Cup, he's only been on the bench for two matches and not called up for nine of them. So, uh, Omasola Oma was a backup keeper uh, selected for the 2021 African Cup, but not the uh, not the World Cup year and not much since. So, uh, we move him actually down to the portable but unlikely level uh, for this tournament. And uh, finally, we have the player who we thought was off the squad, uh, Fabrice Ondoa. And uh, yes, he was not selected for the squad. He didn't really even seem to be uh, under consideration. As I said, we thought he was retired. However, he returned after a two-year absence uh, in June 2023 and started three of their remaining six games Uh, as well as being subbed in for two. Uh, So, Fabrice Ondo, sorry, uh, yes, Fabrice Ondo back in the picture and we have moved him up to uh, a likely candidate here. So let's summarize the position and talk about uh, the Uh, what's going on, the situation. Uh, We have definite candidate David Ipathy, but that's not to say we think he's going to be a starter. In fact, we don't think he will be. We just think he's definite for being called up to the squad. We have two likely candidates in Andre uh, Onana and Fabrice Ondoa, and then a possible but unlikely candidate in Simon Omasola. Uh, So, uh, as we saw, Onana started in the Cup but was sent home and replaced by Ipasi. Um, Ipasi continued on for the March games, the two games in March, but he was replaced in June by Ondoa, who was called back after that two-year absence. Uh, Onana apparently patched up his differences with the manager and returned in September. And uh, basically uh, Onana and Ondoa have been uh, vying for the starting position, so kind of alternating uh, with Ipasi going back firmly to the bench. So uh, we can't really call um, who the starter will be there, uh, but of course we think it'll be either Onana or Ondoa, or perhaps even sharing the role. Okay, let's move on to the central defense. And we begin with uh, what we had back in 2022. And we had two definite candidates. The first one, uh, Michael Engadieu uh, Engadieu, Engadieu, uh, as a definite candidate, and Jean-Charles Castelletto as a definite candidate also. We had a likely candidate in Harold Mukudu, and then uh, possible candidates in Jerome Onguen and christopher wu and uh, again we had some uh uh even less likely candidates than that but they haven't sorry they haven't reared their head since so we'll leave them uh off the list here uh, let's see what became of these players. So Michael Engadju, I'll call him. Uh, Michael Engadju uh, was not selected for the squad, uh, to our surprise, and in fact has not appeared uh, for the national team since uh, June 2022. He did start uh, 14 of 15 games in a row before that. So it was a very abrupt finish to his, uh, his um his run in June of 2022. However, I wonder why we put him as a definite candidate because we would have known uh, that he didn't play since June 2022. Uh, It is still surprising that he hasn't played since, but we have to put uh, Michael Ngadju as uh, seemingly off the squad now. Uh, And by the way, there is a bit of a shift in his uh, club uh, record there. He moved from uh, Ghent in Belgium uh, so playing in Europe, to uh, Beijing Guan in China. So uh, I would say a bit of a step down in the uh, competitiveness of the club there. Uh, Michael Engadju look like he not gonna, he's not going to be part of the uh, squad here. Next, we have John uh, Charles Castellano, uh, sorry Castelletto, and um, he was selected for the Cup. He started and finished Games 1 and 2. Um, But they used a a kind of a B-team game, a B-team during game three, at least in the central defense. Uh, In his case, though, uh, he was not even on the bench because of an injury. So, uh, sorry, I should have made that clear at the beginning. So injured for game three. However, uh, over the past year, he started eight of their 11 games and uh, not selected for three others. Perhaps that injury uh, carrying on. For a little while. So, John Charles Castelletto, uh, we still consider a definite candidate uh, for this tournament. Uh, However, uh, I should say here that he has been playing as a right back uh, over the past several games and we'll talk to that when we uh, get to that position. Uh, Next uh, on the list, we had Harold Makudu. We had him as a likely candidate at that time and uh, now um, Uh, He was not selected for the squad either uh, in the World Cup. And uh, since, though, he has returned. He returned after an 18-month absence in September 2023 and started three of their... Uh, remaining five games. However, he was injured for the last two games, so uh, a bit of an injury doubt hanging over him. Looked like he was making his way back into the squad, Makudu, uh, but now this injury might interfere. So we'll have to update in part two uh, as to whether he um, uh, is going to be injured for the cup. Uh, Meanwhile, though, we move him down from a likely to a possible candidate here. Uh, next, we had Jerome Onguem as a possible candidate, uh, and now uh, we see, no, I'll update, he was not uh, selected for the uh, World Cup squad either, and actually last appeared way back in the 2021 African Cup, so that would have been uh, uh, in February 2022. Um, Uh, that he last appeared for the squad, so Jerome Ongoen off the squad. Uh, Christopher Wu, on the other hand, uh, was selected for the final squad uh, for the 2022 World Cup, uh, but as a substitute. He appeared only in Game 3. Again, the central defence was uh, completely replaced in part in uh, Game 3. Uh, so he got a start there uh, since Christopher Wu has started five of their 11 uh, games and on the bench for four uh, I'm not selected for two, uh, only two matches. So we consider Christopher Wu now a likely candidate and we also uh, changed the lettering of his name to black because he has been through a tournament. Uh Let me see if we have any other candidates. Yes, we do have a new candidate coming in at the likely level, and this is Umar Gonzalez. So Umar Gonzalez uh, actually did appear twice on the bench before the World Cup in September 2022. I don't think he made our uh, radar uh, there. Um, But he didn't appear, uh, of course, was not selected for the Cup and uh, didn't appear after. He returned after a nine-month absence in June 2023 and actually started five of their remaining six games. Uh, and was subbed in for the one other, so uh, really kind of making inroads into the squad, and that's why we have Umar Gonzalez as a uh, as a likely candidate, and in fact, we're going to do a spotlight on him because he is a possible starter, uh, and there's not much more to say other than what I've said. He's 25 years old, and we saw that he got his start. Uh, in 2023, so has six caps now. Um, Gonzalez plays for Al-Raid in uh, Saudi Arabia. That's a recent move uh, from Ajaccio in France. I'm not sure how to say that, a jaccio or a jaccio uh, in France. And he's played uh, most of his soccer uh, in France. He was with youth clubs in Cameroon. Um, so Umar Gonzalez uh, making his way into the squad. And we have one more name to add to the list, and that's uh, Nicolas Nkulu. We're going to put him in at the uh, possible level. And a bit of an interesting story there. He didn't make the list for our uh, 2022 squad because he had been off the team uh, for five and a half years and he came back in September of 2022 uh, to start three of their four games prior to the Cup. So uh, I'm thinking that we didn't uh, have that information. Maybe we did the uh, first part of the of the uh, media cast on Cameroon before September. Uh, anyway, he wasn't on our list, but he did come back and was selected and actually started and finished games one and two. So uh, definitely a surprise selection uh, given his lack of. Uh, uh, recent involvement, but uh, N'Kulu uh, is a veteran with the squad with 83 caps and was part of, the, uh, of many tournaments, including the 2010 and 2014 uh, World Cup. So uh, Nicholas N'Kulu uh, coming back into the squad um, here. Okay, now we have all the candidates listed. Uh, we'll just review them then. We have definite candidate Charles, uh, Jean-Charles Castelletto. Likely candidates, Christopher Wood and Umar Gonzalez, Um, possible candidates, Harold Mukudi and Nicholas Nkulu, and uh, that's it uh, for uh, uh, basically potential candidates for this cup. So let's finish by summarizing the position. Uh, It was Castelletto and Nkulu starting in games one and two of the cup. But uh, I was perhaps wrong in saying it was a B-team because most of the other players uh, were not B-team players. But in the central defence, uh, it was Christopher Wu and left-back Iboti who we'll meet soon, uh, playing in the central defence in Game 3 against Brazil, no less. So that was a bit of a surprise. Uh, since then, it's been a, a real mix, actually. Castelletto... Um, Seems like he's played more. I think we said he'd played eight of their 11 games. But recently, uh, I think more uh, half of those games, at least, have been as a right-back. So uh, not really rotating in the central defense uh, recently. Nkulu has kind of dropped off. He's been out for the last five games. Uh, Makudi, as we saw, was getting starts. Uh, three starts in a row until he was injured for the last two games. So it has been Christopher Wu and Umar Gonzalez starting the last two. However, I'm not sure that they're the uh, real choices for starting centre backs. And we think the other three may come back into the position or like they've done with Fabrice Ondoa and Nicolas Nkulu, uh, bring a player back from uh, five years ago uh, who, uh, who isn't on our radar here at all. So... Uh, Very hard to predict who the starters are going to be in the central defence. Okay, let's move on to the left-back position. Back in 2022, we had uh, Nuhu Tolo, and I've seen him actually called by both names individually, either Nuhu or Tolo. Uh, We're going to call him uh, Tolo. If we use just one name, uh, we have him as, uh, or oh, we had him as a definite candidate in 2022. We had likely candidate uh, Ambro Ambrose Oyongo, and we had possible candidate the player we met Enzo Ibossi uh, as a possible candidate. And uh, we had a couple who uh, were below that likelihood level, but n- neither of them have come back into the squad. So we'll stick with the players that we have here. Uh, Nuhutolo was selected for the squad. In fact, he started and finished all three games there as the left back. And uh, since he has started seven of their 11 games since the World Cup, subbed in for one, on the bench for one, and not selected for two others. So um, Uh, We, uh, I'm tempted to keep him at the definite level, but in preparation for this, we put him at the likely level uh, starting most, but not all games there. And perhaps he has a bit of competition uh, in a player that we'll introduce soon. Um, But we'll continue with the players from the 2022 Cup. So Ambrose Oyongo, our likely candidate there, uh, is now uh, off the team. He wasn't selected for the squad, uh, which was a bit of a surprise we had him as a likely candidate and he has not played for the uh, team since june 2022 so yeah i'm thinking we did that first player podcast and uh, maybe um june 2022 was the last set of games that had been played when we did that uh because we wouldn't have had him as a likely candidate uh, if we knew he didn't appear since then anyway uh his chances of appearing here are even slimmer because uh he has been unattached to a club since 2022 he was with montpellier in france from 2018 to 2022, but he hasn't uh, uh, joined the club since. So that's a death knell for any uh, player's chance of uh, reaching the squad. And we have to uh, remove him from the list here. We don't think he's a candidate at all. Uh, Okay, so the next one was uh, Enzo Ibose. Enzo Ibose, Sorry, he was selected uh, to the squad. He was a substitute, but he did appear in game three there, which he started uh, and finished. We saw that he uh, played as a central defender there. However, uh, Ibalze has not been called up since uh, the World Cup, uh, and so we also take him off the list here. Uh, Maybe we'll uh, put him as uh, seemingly off the squad uh, since he was part of the World Cup squad there um right so we have a couple of players now to add who've come into the picture since and one of them is a likely candidate uh darlin yongwa uh darlin yongwa got his first cap in september 2022 so uh, actually shortly before the cup there and he started um The last three of their uh, remaining 15 games since that time, he was also subbed in for two and on the bench for four. So uh, he hasn't, he hadn't, he kind of got slowly involved in the squad. Of course, not selected for the World Cup despite uh, appearing on the team before then. But uh, recently he has gotten more involved uh, starting the last three games there. So that's why we have him as a likely candidate uh, due to his recent involvement. and Because he is new and a possible starter, uh, we'll do the spotlight on him. And again, not much to say because we've said most of it. Uh, Been with Cameroon then since uh, 2022 uh, and has five caps and is 23 years old. And he plays for Lorient in France. Uh, since 2022 and was with uh, New York or Shamwa Niorte uh, prior to that. Uh, okay, so that's Darlene Yonghua, a potential starter, and um, we're just going to give uh, one more name on the list here, a possible but unlikely candidate in Frank Atsama, and um, he uh, was brought to the bench in November, 2023. So their most recent games, he was on the bench for both of those, but uh, he does play for uh, a club in Cameroon and not even one of the bigger clubs in Cameroon. And so we think the 20 year old uh, is unlikely to be selected to the squad. So let's just uh, review the candidates and summarize the position. So we have no definite candidate, but uh, two likely candidates in Nuhutolo and Darlin Yonghua, and then a possible but unlikely candidate in Frank Atsama Uh, and uh, Enzo Ibase seemingly off the squad. So uh, as we saw, it was uh, Tolo in all three games of the Cup, and he continued uh, in the position until the last three games where we saw that uh, Yonghua took over. So again, uh, given that recent change, it's a bit hard for us to uh, say which of the two is gonna start, but uh, we can pretty much confidently say that it's gonna be one of the two or else a rotation uh, of both of them. Okay, uh, over to the right back position. And uh, in 2022, we had Faye Collins, uh, sorry, Collins Faye, as a definite candidate and we had a portable candidate in Olivier Mbezo. And um, I'm just looking at the players below that level to see if they come back into the squad and they do not. So uh, we won't put them on the list. Um, all right, so let's look at the candidates there. Uh, Collins Fay is, um, uh, was selected for the squad and he started and finished all three games in the Cup. Um, over the past years, he, uh, he has started four, but three of those, of course, were in the Cup. So really, uh, after the World Cup, started only one of their 11 games. And uh, he wasn't selected for seven others, including the last five matches. So uh, he seems to be almost off the squad, uh, despite his long history with the team. Uh, And the one appearance I should say that he did get was uh, he was called back in, started as a left back, and then disappeared again. And um, he is also without a club uh, since July 2023. So he moved from Standard Liège in Belgium, uh, who he was with for a long time, uh, six years, to Altai in Saudi Arabia. But after a year Um, and that only lasted a year and he's been off the squad since. So that perhaps accounts for his not being called up. Again, not being attached to a club is is a sure way to uh, get yourself off the national team. So we move Colin's Fay down to a possible but unlikely um, uh, uh, candidate here. And uh, the next one we had was uh, Olivier Mbezo. and he was selected for the squad. He was on the roster but didn't see any action. And he has since started one of their 11 games uh, since the World Cup, subbed in for two and on the bench for three, and not selected for five, including the last three matches. So given that he was the backup uh, for the position in the in the World Cup, you would think that he kind of stepped into the position uh, to fill Uh, Colin Fay Boots, but that is not the case. And we have a bit of an odd situation uh, over here. Anyway, uh, Olivier Mbezo stays at the portable level. And uh, those were all the candidates we had from the 2022 World Cup. But we have uh, several candidates coming in here. Uh, The first one is the portable level Enzo Tuchato. Enzo Tuchato and um however he has not been selected for the last four matches so uh kind of in and out there still possible though we have uh malcolm uh Bocchale, uh again a fairly new candidate he was called up for six games but not for the last two so probably a bit more likely than uh to so i'll move him uh there and we have junior uh chamadu uh, Junior Chamadu, um, also a new candidate, uh, recently moved, uh, I'd say, up a notch in, in England. He was born in England and moved up from Colchester United to Stoke uh, in England. Um So uh, maybe an exciting up-and-comer. He's 20 years old and uh, he got his first cap in November 2023 and um, uh, so uh, uh, is a possible candidate, in fact, probably more likely than the other one. So I'm going to move him uh, to the top of the list here because he's the one who has played recently, uh, Junior Chamadu. Okay, but we're not going to put any of those in the spotlight because none of them seem like strong enough candidates to be starters. So you may wonder uh, what's going on at the right back because we have so many players and... Um, uh, none of them look like starters uh so uh let's summarize the position then uh, no i'll uh, summarize the candidates so we have no definite and no likely we have four possible candidates in junior chamadu oliver mbezo malcolm bokelli and enzo Chato, and uh, possible but unlikely cal- uh, candidate collins Fay. so it was collins Fay in all three games of the world cup uh, but as we saw, he was not selected afterwards except for one appearance, oddly starting as a left back. Uh, three players uh, three players were tried out in the position, including Bokeli, And um, another one which we didn't introduce here, uh, Bawak Eta, uh, he was kind of carried over from the African Nations Championship team. So, uh, he just kind of uh, was tried out and then hasn't appeared for... Um, Uh, several games and we did have the player uh, Mbezo uh, playing in the position but only twice Uh, um, and then all of these candidates were ignored in favour of central defender Castelletto uh, who has been in the position for the last four games so uh, if anyone uh, we would bring back Castelletto from the central defender and put him here as the likely candidate at this point uh, for the right-back position. Uh, All of the other candidates we've introduced uh, don't look like they're going to be the ones. Okay, let us move on to the midfield then and we begin actually with general or versatile midfielders because we do have uh, a candidate in this position. And we did actually back in 2022, and it's the same candidate, Andre Zambo-Anguisa, who we had as a definite candidate. So uh, Zambo-Anguisa was selected for the Cup, he started all three games. And true to form, he was uh, a right midfielder in games one and two, but a left defensive midfielder in game three. So that's why we have him as a versatile midfielder, because he kind of moves about the pitch uh, quite a bit. Since the uh, World Cup, he started eight of their 11 games. Uh, he was injured for two of those and not selected for one more. So we still have um, Andre Zambo and guisa as a definite candidate here and um actually his position has been a bit more settled in the year uh since the world cup he's been mostly a defensive or a central midfielder so we will include him uh, in the discussion when we when we summarize the defensive and central midfield. Let's go on to players coded as defensive midfielders and look back at what we had in 2022. And we had no definite candidates, but two likely candidates in uh, Martin Honga and Gail Ndua. And then uh, we had uh, two possible but unlikely candidates, but I'm only going to introduce one of them. uh, because only one uh, uh, has has appeared since, and that is uh, Ivan neu Okay, uh, now let's look at these uh, candidates and what became of them. Martin Hongla was selected for the uh, World Cup and actually was started uh, uh, in Games 1 and 2, uh, but he subbed off at 55 minutes in Game 2 and was injured for Game 3. And since then... Um, Uh, he has started, uh, well, two games, but both of those were in the World Cup. Uh, He has uh, subbed in for one and been on the bench for one and uh, not selected for eight matches, including the last six matches. Uh, That's the salient point, and it causes us to move him uh, from the likely candidate he was to a possible but unlikely candidate now. Uh, Next, Gail Ondua, we had him as a likely candidate. He was selected for the cup. He subbed into games one and two there. And um, he has since, or actually including that, uh, started two of their 11 games, subbed in for two as we saw in the cup, on the bench for two and not selected for five matches, including the last two games. So uh, Gail Ondua, a bit of doubt surrounding him with uh, those non-selections in the last couple of games. Uh, so we move him down from likely to uh, possible, and we'll change his uh, his script to uh, black because he has been through a tournament now. And then the possible but unlikely candidate, Ivan neu Um, was not selected for the squad. However, um, he did return after an almost two-year absence in November 2023 and started one of their remaining two games and was on the bench for the other one. So uh, returning to the squad, uh, Ivan Neu, And so we move him uh, from the portable, but unlikely that he was for the previous cup, Uh, to a possible candidate due to his recent participation uh, prior to this Cup. And uh, that is all that we have. Uh, So let's look at the... No, we won't summarize the uh, position until we look at central midfielders. So let's move on to uh, central midfield and see what we had back in 2022. And we had a definite candidate in Samuel Umguet. And I've seen him uh, listed as just Oum, or I've seen him as Guet, uh, but we're going to call him Um Guet. Uh, as a definite candidate, we had a likely candidate in Pierre Kunde, and then uh, two possible candidates in Jean Unana. Oh, sorry, uh, Pierre Kunde, a likely candidate. Two possible candidates in Jean Onana. Not to be mixed up with the goalkeeper, also called Onana, and uh, James Leah Saliki uh, as a possible candidate. And I am going to list uh, Olivia Nicham. He was a possible but unlikely candidate, Olivier Nicham, uh, because he does come uh, into the narrative here. Okay, and um, that is uh, 2022. So let's see how those players fared. Uh, Oongouet, Samuel Unguette, was selected for the cup. He started and finished game one, but then lost his starting position and was subbed into just one game after that. So uh, that's the only game he started uh, during this period that we're looking at since the 2022 World Cup. He was subbed in for two on the bench for one injured for two and not selected for five matches, including the last two. So Unguet uh, um, kind of uh, up in the air here. And um, uh, a possible candidate. So he moves from uh, definite in 2022 down to possible uh, for this Cup. And uh, next we have Pierre Kunde and uh, he was also selected for the cup. He was on the bench for game one, uh, but then gained a starting position, perhaps Unguets position uh, for games two and three uh, there. And uh, since uh, uh, the beginning of the World Cup, he started six of their 11 games, subbed in for one and on the bench for one, but not selected for three others, including the last two matches. So um, a bit of confusion uh, about that. And a lot of players kind of in that situation. So uh Pierre Kunde, uh, we have to put as a uh we have to move from likely in 2022 down to possible uh candidate here. Uh the possible candidates we did have uh, at that time, Gene Unana um was not selected for the squad and he last appeared. Uh, for the national team, on the bench in September 2022. So, uh, been off the squad for more than a year, and uh, we're just going to remove him from the list uh, because we don't think he's a consideration anymore. Uh, Actually, the same is true for James Lea Saliki. So, he wasn't selected for the World Cup, and uh, last appeared actually way back in the... uh, uh, previous African Cup that was in January 2022. And uh, not only that, but he has been unattached to a club since September 2023. So uh, there's little uh, arguing for uh, Leah Silke's uh, participation here and we remove him from the list. Um, uh, we also had Olivier N- N- uh, N- Cham as a uh, possible candidate no as a possible but unlikely candidate there and he actually was selected for the squad uh he uh, was a substitute he appeared only in game three where he was subbed in there uh but since uh, then he started five of their 11 games subbed in for one and on the bench for four and injured for one so that was the only one he missed uh, the match he was injured for and um Uh, we have uh, moved him up to a definite candidate, which doesn't mean that uh, we think he will uh, necessarily start, but we definitely think he'll be selected. So, uh, he is a possible starter, though, so we're gonna uh, put him. in the spotlight are we yeah he was possible but unlikely so i don't think we would have done the buy over him in the previous media cast so let's take a bit of a closer look at him uh olivier in uh, N- cham has been with the team since 2022 he's got nine caps and one goal Um yeah maybe started a bit late with the uh national team because he is 27 years old and uh, now and he recently moved to samson's in turkey uh, but was in uh, with, with Swansea uh, in the English league, it's actually a Welsh club, but in the English league he was with them, and with Celtic in Scotland, uh, where he was loaned uh, to Marseille in France, so he has some good pedigree, uh, perhaps most of all his uh, stint with Manchester City in England from 2015 to 17, although he didn't play any games for them. Uh, He was loaned out to Genoa in Italy, but he was with Manchester City's uh, youth club um, uh, in England there and actually he was born in uh, France uh, and has been with youth clubs uh, in France from eight years of age. So uh, Olivier and Cham, uh, a definite candidate here. Though, as I said, not necessarily a starter. So, now that we have all the candidates, we'll summarize uh, the midfield. So, uh, as a versatile midfielder, we had uh, Andre Zambo Guisa as a definite candidate. Uh, We had two possible defensive midfielders in Gael Ondua and Ivan Neu, and a possible but unlikely candidate in Martin Hongla. And then we had a definite central midfield candidate in Olivier Ncham. Um, and actually, his name should be in black because he was selected for the uh, uh, World Cup there. Uh, and two possible candidates Samuel Unguet and Pierre Kunde. Um, as uh, yes, possible candidate. So let's see uh, what the midfield looks like uh, in a summary. So uh, in the uh, World Cup, in the first two games of the World Cup, it was a 4-3-3 formation. So that means a line of uh, three uh, midfielders, but just one line. So Zambo and Guisa played all three and uh, Unguet only played in the first, um, Hungla and Kunde each played two matches in the World Cup. And there has been a lot of players in and out since. Uh, so we're really going to have to kind of summarize it by saying that uh, Zambo and Guisa and Kunde, uh have appeared the most and N'Cham after that. However, there doesn't seem to be any pattern. It's just a, a kind of a random uh Uh, selection of of many players coming in and out. Uh, Most of the players that we've mentioned here have had one or two starts, and uh, I think even a couple besides. So very uh, confusing to try to nail down a pattern. And oops, I see, actually thought I didn't introduce a couple of new candidates in the central midfield. So I'll just quickly do that uh, just by name. So Olivia Kermin, Uh, We also have, as a possible central midfielder, and Ben Elliott. So those are kind of two of the players who uh, have kind of been coming and going along with the other ones that we uh, introduced. So quite confusing in the central midfield. Let's move on to left and right midfield, and uh, again, I said uh, in the summary for the uh, defensive and central midfield, that they use a 4-3-3 formation uh, in the Cup and uh, and since, uh, actually about 40% of the time. Uh, but it is uh, defensive midfielders and even more so central midfielders that fill in the role, uh, even though left midfield and right midfield uh, exist. It's filled by mostly central midfielder. However, we do have one candidate who is listed as a central midfielder, so we'll introduce him here uh, or will we? Hang on. What did we have back in uh, 2022? We had him as a possible but unlikely candidate, and that was Arnaud Suchwin joum And um, yeah, not much to say here. Uh, He has not played for the team or been selected since March of 2022. So uh, uh, the one left midfielder, a uh, player who's coded as a left midfielder and uh, not really a candidate. Uh, as right midfielders, we don't have any candidates. And so we're ready to move on to the upper section of the field. And uh, the upper left kind of includes uh, left wingers and left attacking midfielders and perhaps even uh, left forwards in that 4-3-3, uh, a role that may be shared uh, between the players we introduced here. Uh, or a uh, an out and out forward. So let's see uh, what we had for left wingers, and actually a bit of a dearth of uh, candidates here. We just had two candidates who uh, uh, seem to be off the squad, and we will just introduce one of them because one of them has come back into the picture a little bit, and that is uh, George Kevin uh, Mkuju. Uh, George, Kevin, and Kudu. So uh, we had him seemingly off the squad, but to our surprise, he was selected for the cup. So we changed his name uh, to black lettering there. And um, uh, George, Kevin, and Kudu subbed into games one and two uh, in the cup there, but didn't get any starts. Uh, although he did make a good impression, actually. Um, And including that, he uh, has started one of the last 11 games um, and subbed in for three on the bench for one and not selected for six matches. So we move him up to a possible candidate here. And uh, he's also had a kind of a significant club change. He was with uh, Tottenham in England. from 2016 to 19, and Besiktas in Turkey from 2019 to 2023. Uh, but he has since moved to uh, Damak in Saudi Arabia. So, uh, George Kevin in Kudu um, has been fielded in the last two games, actually starting one. So, uh, quite a possible candidate, especially uh, given how few players there they were. Um, we also add. Um, a player here at the likely level, and that is Jerome Ngom Mbakeli. And uh, he was also selected for the World Cup. He hadn't been um, on our radar because he was uh, uh, named to the squad to the final squad, just playing in warm up games immediately before the tournament. Uh, that was his first appearance. So, a bit of a surprise to us, but because he has been through a tournament now, uh, his name is also in black lettering. Uh, he started uh, two games, actually, both of them African National Championship games um, there, and he was also subbed in for four and on the bench for five. So, it's kind of been brought up to the. Uh, um, uh, senior team here. Uh, he was with Cam- uh, uh, with a club in Cameroon uh, when he played those African Nations Championship matches, but has since moved to uh, Europe um, uh, there. So um, Jerome and Ngombekeli, uh, now a likely candidate, and uh, we saw a possible candidate, George, Kevin and Kudu. So let's summarize the position. It was actually the forward uh, Toko Ikambe, as we saw, four-three-three 4-3-3 formation uh, in the first two games there. So Toko Ikambe was the left forward. And uh, Ngamalu, as a left attacking midfielder in game two, uh, we'll meet Ngamalu um, shortly. Uh, uh, he is coded as a forward as well. Um, Sorry, I got to go back to uh, where I was. Uh, So basically, uh, those two, Toko Akambi and Ngamalu, shared the position. um, uh, And that it didn't seem to matter whether it was a left attacking midfielder or left forward. Both played both positions. However, when it was a left wing position, which was used only twice, it was Ngamalu in both games. Uh, none of the players then uh, below have been selected for the squad uh, since uh, 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 during and after the World Cup, as a starter at least. Okay, that is uh, left wingers. Um, so uh, we should really put um, uh, uh, those two in Gamalou and uh, uh, Itambé. Toko Ikambe as uh, candidates here, but they do also play us forward, so we're going to leave them uh, where they are. But they're probably the uh, most likely candidates uh, for the left wing here. Okay, let's move on to the right wing. And uh, here we had uh, one likely candidate uh, back in 2022 in Kevin Sony. And uh, one player who seemed to be off the squad, which didn't uh, make it, so we won't put him on the list. However, um, uh, we will be adding one player. Let's deal with Kevin Sony first, though. Uh, He was not selected for the squad, despite us thinking he was likely. And in fact, has not been uh, called up for the national team since June 2022. So in short, we couldn't have been more wrong uh in that situation however a player was brought in uh shortly before the cup so his first cap was in september 2022 which again i'm thinking we did the um part one of the media cast before that time uh brought in in september 2022 uh brian uh, mbemo mbwemo and uh so we we put him as a new candidate although he actually wasn't on our list And he started all three games as the kind of the uh, right attacking player. And uh, he has since started 10 of their 11 games uh, in that position and was subbed in for one other. So uh, a definite candidate, uh, Brian Mbumu. In fact, one of the few uh, players on the squad that we can confidently say uh, will be starting in his position. So uh, because we hadn't uh, done the bio for him last time, uh we will put him in the spotlight here. So Brian Mbemo uh, got his first cap in September 2022 and now has 14 caps and three goals. He's 24 years old and he plays for Brentford in England uh, since 2019. He was born in France though and was with French teams uh, uh, before that uh, including Troyes in France uh, for quite a while there um, and then uh, youth clubs in France as well. So uh, Brian Mbemo, um, a definite candidate. And let's finish by talking about the right-wing position. Uh, Again, the only really stable position on the squad. Uh, It's Mbemo uh, basically all the way in the cup and in all but one game since. Uh, Regardless of whether it was a right-winger, right-attacking midfielder, or right-forward, it was always uh, Mbemo. Okay, we move on uh, to the uh, forwards. Uh, and we start with attacking midfielders so we had in 2022 a definite candidate in eric maxim chupomoting and we had two possible candidates in christian basagog and clinton and jay and uh one player seemingly off the squad i'm just going to confirm that he never did come back and he didn't, so we'll leave him off the list. So let's go back and see uh, what became of these players. Eric maxim Choupo-Moting was selected for the Cup, and he started all three games. In fact, he started uh, two of them as a centre-forward uh, and the other one as, a, as an attacking midfielder. Uh, since then, he has started one game, uh, and he was injured for two and not selected for... Uh, the last four matches there. So um, kind of uh, working his way off the squad. Uh, Normally, I think we'd put him as possible, but unlikely. But due to his reputation uh, and his club affiliation, he plays for Bayern Munich in Germany and Paris Saint-Germain before that. Uh, So we think there's a reasonable chance of him being called back uh, into the fray here. Uh, However, we are moving him down to the possible level Uh, here, especially since he's missed the last four matches. Uh, Christian Basagog was selected for the Cup. Uh, He appeared uh, just as a substitute in one of the games and has not appeared for the national team since. Uh, So Christian Basagog um, uh, seemingly off the squad here. Uh, Again, he's a fairly big name, so we'll put him as uh, seemingly off the squad, uh, but wouldn't be shocked if he was recalled. Uh, The other possible candidate was Clinton and Jay, and he was not selected for the World Cup, um, but he did return after a 19-month absence in September 2023 to start one of their remaining five games. He was also subbed in for one and on the bench for two. So kind of coming in at the end here, Clinton and Jay. So we uh, uh, keep him as a possible candidate for this Cup. And uh, those are all the candidates we have. So let's uh, uh, review and then summarize the position. Now uh, we have two possible candidates in Eric Maxing, two promoting, and Clinton and Jay. And Christian Basagog seems to be off the squad. So uh, attacking midfielder, in terms of the formation and the position, it was only used uh, uh, in game three of the cup. Uh, Again, it was 4-3-3 in the first two games, so no attacking midfielder in that formation. Uh, But I believe the last one was a 4-2-3-1, and it was Choupo-Moting playing as the attacking midfielder. Uh, Only twice since then has the the formation allowed for that position, and it was uh, Choupo-Moting Uh, coming in in the only game that he was selected for, actually, uh, playing as the attacking midfielder. And the other time they used it was recently in November, and Clinton and Jay played the role. So uh, that is the situation for attacking midfield. Um, Secondary strikers, we had uh, none coded uh, for the 2022 World Cup. However, we do have one player uh, coded as a secondary striker coming in uh, new in November and we have him as a possible candidate, Lionel Atiba. So he got his first appearance on the bench just recently in November 2023 and he didn't start any of those two, either of those two games, but he was subbed in for one and on the bench for the other. So that recent participation uh, making him a possible candidate. Now we can move on to the uh, forward line and um, look at the candidates back in 2022. So we had Vincent Abubakar as a definite candidate, Carl Toko Ikambi, and um, uh, Mumi Ngamalu, uh, all three of them as definite candidates. Uh, we had a likely candidate in Ignatius Kanago. And then three possible candidates in Stefan uh Leandra Tawamba, and uh, Duplexi Chuchamba. And we also had three players uh, with an outside chance, seemingly off the squad, uh, but it turned out they they really were off the squad. So... Uh, won't be added to the list here. So let's go through these candidates and see what happened. Vincent de was selected for the Cup, uh, but he wasn't the starter, uh, even though he was the captain. He was subbed into Games 1 and 2 and went on to start and finish uh, Game 3. So we were a bit baffled uh, and still are as to why he wasn't a starter, uh, but I suspect he was maybe struggling with uh, uh, a niggle or something. Uh, Since the World Cup, uh, he has started, or including the World Cup, he started five of their most recent 11 games, and he was subbed in for two and on the bench for three and uh, injured for one. And that injury was in the second last match, but he did uh, appear on the bench in the last match, so it seems to not be a problem. Just two matches that he wasn't selected for. So uh, starting uh, less than half of the games, Uh, Vincent Dabubakar, but we move him uh, from a definite candidate down to a likely candidate for this Cup. Carl Toko Ikambi uh, was selected for the Cup, and we saw that he started Games 1 and 2 as the uh, left forward of the three-man attack, and uh, he started six of their 11 games since the start of the World Cup and subbed in for one and was on the bench for one uh and not selected for three matches including the last match um however we don't uh, necessarily think uh, too much of that and we have coral toko it can be as a uh, likely candidate here a bit concerning that he missed the last match there though uh finally uh, our third definite candidate was mumun uh, uh Ngam and, Gam- and Gamaloo, sorry, uh, Num- Mumu and Gamalou uh, was selected for the World Cup too, uh, but he was just a sub. He only subbed into, um, uh, oh no, he subbed into game one and was a starter in game three there. And uh, he started five of their 11 most recent games, subbed in for three and on the bench for, for one and not selected for two matches. But again, uh, those are the last two matches, so it creates a bit of confusion uh, about his status with the uh, national team right now. And uh, we're moving him from a definite in 2022 down to a possible candidate here. Um, Excuse me. Okay, so uh, next we had a likely candidate in Ignatius uh, Canico. And uh, he uh, was not selected for the club, a bit of a surprise uh, for us there. Um, But he has since returned uh, after a nine month absence, he came back in March, 2023 and started two of their remaining six games and was subbed in for one. Uh, sorry, started two of their remaining eight games and was subbed in for one, but not selected for the last five matches. So, uh, now we have to put Ignatius Canago as a possible but unlikely candidate for this cup. Uh, let's look at some of the possible candidates here. Uh, Stephane Bahoken. And... Um, Stéphane Bahoken was not selected for the Cup, uh, but he has appeared since. He came back after a 16-month absence in June 2023, didn't start any games, but was on the bench for one and then not selected for the last five matches. So just came back uh, for one appearance on the bench, Stéphane Bahoken, and so we move him to possible but unlikely uh, there. Um. Leandro Tawamba and Duplex Tachamba have not appeared since. Uh, However, we do have uh, some players that have been added to the fray, and they're all at the or both at the possible level. We have uh, Frank Magri, who is new in October and fielded in all four games, Uh, but because he's new, uh, we just put him at the possible level there. And also we have Farris Mumbagna at the portable level as well. He got his first cap uh, here in November and actually started one of the two remaining games and subbed in for the others. So um, uh, those two players added to the list. We're not going to put them in the spotlight because they're only at the portable level and we don't really uh, think that they're going to be starters. But uh, so quite a confusing uh, situation among the forwards and we'll just review the candidates and then talk about the positions. So we now have no definite candidates, having had three for the 2022 uh, World Cup, but we do have two likely candidates, Vincent Mubakar and Carl Toko Ikambi. And we have uh, three possible candidates in Mumu Ng- uh, Ngamalu, Frank Magri and Faris uh, Mumbagna and then two possible but unlikely candidates in Ignatius Canago and Stéphane Bahokan. So uh, quite confusing and it is actually in the uh, position because we saw it was attacking midfielder uh, Chupa Moting in the first uh, two games of the World Cup and then Vincent Aboubacar, the player coded as a forward playing in game three. Um, uh, oh, uh, since the World Cup, Abubakar is the player who's played the most uh, in this position, but several others have stepped in. Uh, Toko Akambi uh, was uh, tried there, and then three of the kind of lesser players uh, each getting one try. So uh, Ganago got uh, one start. I, that was earlier on, I think, back in March. Uh, but in November, it's been uh, newcomers Magni, uh, sorry Magri and Mumbagna Uh, uh, starting as the center forward. So very confusing uh, in terms of trying to uh, predict who the starter is. Again we saw a couple of these veterans uh, not selected for the last couple of games. Uh, Toko Ikambu actually has kind of um, gone down in his club affiliation. He was with Lyon in France but in 2023 moved to Abha in Saudi Arabia, almost kind of a retirement move there, even though he's 31 years old, and then Ngamalu not selected for the last two matches. So again, uh, uh, we couldn't predict a starter uh, among that array of players. Okay, so let's move on to the uh, section three, the closing section. and We usually start with a spotlight review. We will do that. I'm a little uncomfortable to do it because uh, there's so little that we can be certain of here. And uh, for that reason, we have Song, the manager, as a uh, likely candidate, but not a definite one. Uh, We'll come back to why we think uh, that at the end. But I think it'll become increasingly clear as uh, we go through here. Uh, For goalkeeper, we uh, have Onana and Ondoa sharing the position. Uh, over the past few games, so uh, we're not sure which of those two uh, it's going to be. It could be either one or it could be uh, a continued sharing of the position. Again, uh, Andre Onana's kind of fight with the manager uh, uh, may make the manager reluctant to make him the starter in the cup. Who knows what the politics are there. Uh, In central defense, um, uh, it's really been a, a lot of players coming in and out. Uh, Most recently, Christopher Wu and Umar Gonzalez. But there are a lot of players who can come back. And uh, that's always a possibility with Cameroon because we have seen players like uh, Fabrice Ondoa, who we thought were off the squad, coming back after a long absence. So we're not confident enough uh, to predict uh, central defenders here. Um, In the left-back position, again, uh, uh, it looked like it was Nuhutolo. Uh, until the last three games where Darlin Yonghua started. So now we think it'll be either one of those two or perhaps them uh, sharing the position. We're not really sure. Uh, right back, uh, there we had four possible candidates, but we don't consider any of them uh, are going to be starters. Uh, and uh, right now, the best candidate looks to be central defender, Jean-Charles Castelletto, who has played the position over the last four or five games. Uh, So an out-of-position player, um, the most likely candidate there. In the midfield, uh, we have uh, uh, quite a few candidates who have kind of come in and out. Um, We do think uh, Zambo and Guiso uh, will be uh, a likely candidate to be a starter in the middle. Uh, The next most likely ones we think will be Olivier N'Cham or... um, Pierre Kunde, but again, we're not really uh, willing to predict that they're going to be starters. Uh, left uh, wing. If we go over to the left wing, uh, again, we have a couple of candidates, but none of them look like they're going to be starters. And instead, we have a couple of forwards uh, who've been sharing the position, and we think it'll be uh, a combination of both of them. Uh, and more likely uh, alternating than being one or the other. But anyway, it's Carl Toko Ikambi and Mumu and Ngamalu, uh, both of those uh, forwards, uh, but playing as kind of uh, left attacking players, whether it be winger or attacking midfielder or left forward. On the right side, we have virtually the only position that we can be sure, and that's Brian Mbuemo as the uh, right winger, right attacking midfielder or right forward, Um, uh, really the only position on the squad that uh, we can be sure about. Uh, Central attacking midfield, well, they really don't use the position that much. They've only used the position in three games and neither of the candidates have played enough uh, to make us think that they're going to be starters. And we go to the forward line, and again, we have confusion here. A lot of players coming in and out, two brand new players in the last uh, uh, two games there, creating a bit of confusion, uh, with a couple of players not called up, uh, a couple of veterans not called up for the last couple of games. So uh, we think uh, Vincent uh, Boubacar is the most likely, but he did start less than half of the games over the... The period that we looked at since the beginning of the World Cup, so uh, we're not really uh, willing to predict him as the starter. Uh, Which brings us back to the manager and why we think uh, there is a chance that he may be removed. As a fan or as a player, I would be very uh, uncomfortable with the situation uh, of players being brought uh, in at the very end. And he doesn't seem close to having a starting uh, 11 here. And even until November, he was trying out new players in new position and also using various formations. So I think it would be difficult for the players to get comfortable uh, with the system or with each other or with the situation uh, uncertain as to whether they're going to be chosen. So uh, again, it would be very late in the day to uh, replace him as a manager, but we have seen that kind of thing happen, and um, it's it's exactly this situation where it happens in that uh, going into the cup, um, the players are dissatisfied or the fans are dissatisfied. So uh, again, because it's so close to the cup, we think uh, Rigobertson will lead them through the cup, but we think there's a slight chance that he might get replaced. Okay, that is that, and uh, let's just uh, preview part two. So in part two, when the squad lists are released and we know what the final squad will be, we're going to go through the list that we created today and uh, review the candidates, especially any surprise uh, selections or surprise non-selections. And at that time, we can also give a clearer update on injuries. Uh, We did see a couple of players... um, Uh, here with a bit of an injury doubt hanging over them but we can uh, maybe give a bit more specific information closer to the cut so thank you for uh, uh, listening to or watching part 1 and we hope you join us for part 2 probably in early January we originally planned to tag on our past, present and future plans for the media cast but we have instead decided to put a link to that 10 minute video in the show notes It covers what we're working on, and what we plan to do over the next nine months. We would like to thank Pixabay and Alexey Ivanov of Mapa Music for the wonderful background music accompanying this media cast.